Hello, and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we're going to discuss a concept that I had as a bumper sticker on my car in 1980, and that is, if you wear out your body, where are you going to live? And you can fill in your body, you can fill in that blank with your horse's body, your dog's body, your cat's body, your car. (laughs) The analogies work, and it's something that it's time to revisit. Yep, because if you wear out your body, where are you going to live? This is something that we've talked about. Like Wendy said, this is a bumper sticker she had in the 80s, and... It's a euphemism that's never going to go away because if you wear yourself out, where do you go? There is no mind-body split. You can't put your mind in another body. doesn't happen. Sci-fi, you can. It's probably why they write so many sci-fi books about putting your brain... Actually, it started with the Wild Wild West because James West used to have these themes where the mind kept going and was able to animate through other... Areas And yes, we can get replacement shoulders and replacement knees and we can get replacement livers and we can have kidneys and heart transplants. And yet, wear and tear affects performance and we haven't figured out how to fix it all so that it functions better. And so prevention is way better than repair. It's cheaper, it is actually easier, and the most important piece of that is it starts with a mindset. Yes, and it's the mindset that you've got to develop early because unfortunately, especially in our equine world, we're running into into people in their 20s, and they're beat up, and they haven't taken care of themselves, and they can hardly get out of bed in the morning, and that hurts them to ride. It hurts them when they go to bed at night. And like you're 20, you're in your 20s. What's going to happen when you're in your 50s and 60s? If you don't start taking care of yourself now, you're going to be in big trouble later. Big trouble. And no one listens to that. So we already know if you're hearing that and you're in your 20s, you're like, no, not not me. And that's normal. And I'm in better shape now in my than I was <laughs> back in my 20s and 30s and even 40s. And for those who have children, and they're like, how can I take care of myself? I have to carry a child on one hip, or I have to do this, or I have to do that. And you know what? You can do it all smarter. And it really is about being smarter than it is about being anything else. Because you can make a choice right this second to take better care of yourself, to take better care of your horse, to take better care of your dog, by being mindful as opposed to mindless. Yeah, and self-aware. You have to have some ability to have some self-awareness. How many people run into things, get major bruises, major lumps, have no clue where they came from? So if you can do that to yourself, damage yourself to that extent, what's happening over years and years and years of abuse, self-abuse? Well, lack of awareness is not the same thing as health. I, I know often when we point out that a horse is sore under saddle, or a dog can't move its leg out, or we palpate a human and they go, ow, you're hurting me. And I go, 
uh, that's actually me finding where you hurt, <laughs> not hurting you, but locating the spot that you were uh, unaware of. So lack of awareness doesn't mean you're healthy. It just means you don't know, which is not a better state. No, because this is what happens with your animals. This is your, your animals a little bit more intelligent because a horse it starts to hurt pretty soon it stops jumping it stops going forward it says no i won't do that because that hurts how many humans out there don't follow that same thing ah so what it hurts of course it's going to hurt let me just work my way through it because that'll work or camouflage it that's why they sell so many drugs is so that you can choose to not be aware of something hurts most of those meds are not there to make you better there to allow you to get through it. And sometimes short term, that's the best choice you can make. It's long term and it's how are you going to heal in the meantime? How are you going to learn to assess yourself, your animal, and how are you going to then do something right now that makes a difference? You know, we, we discussed this in the, last, in the last podcast that you can use your body differently when you do your behaviors that you used to call chores and now you call exercise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the idea is first learn how to assess, learn how to notice. I got a lovely video in the... Um, as a text today, showing the improvement in a dog, a, a, year, a yearling, a yearling dog, <laughs> that had previously not been able to engage its hind end correctly, and so it didn't have a wiggle in its walk. It, it moved more laterally than forward. And I take it as, as such a wonderful evidence of caring that the person showed me their dogs walking and they sent me a video from behind inside and said, look at the difference. This was a roached back puppy. This is now a uh, top line is flat and the muscles are engaging correctly. Awareness first. Absolutely. Without the awareness, you don't know what the problem is or you don't even know where to start. Or you don't even know what you've done to yourself or to your animals. So having that self-awareness and, and that ability to be able to uh, check your check your own animal. I mean, this is one of the courses that that Wendy's teaching uh, at the end of this end of this month. Is in the meantime, in the meantime course, it's a matter of showing people how to pet your animal in a way that can show you some issues that may be starting, and do something to help. Yeah, stop in the meantime. Or, yeah, in the, the meantime. The, what happens often is the first time someone notices something's wrong with their dog is because it stops doing something. It stops, as Dave would say, a horse stops jumping. A dog stops jumping in and out of the car, stops jumping on the furniture, which is a plus and minus right there in and of itself. The thing is that so many cues may have happened prior to the one you notice. Same thing when someone comes in, oh, my neck is killing me, I can't move it, now I need help. When in fact, it's the final straw. 
when in fact there was limping, there was low back pain, there was compensation for this, there was moving the body differently until such time as it runs out of places to put it. It starts to wear out, and then there's no place to live. And once that happens, you (laughs) have to regroup start to eliminate all the compensations until, if you're lucky, you can get to the primary in time to make a tremendous difference and improvement in there. So what we're saying is start to focus on how well can you take care of something so that it doesn't wear out. We found out yesterday that there are breaks were down to metal on metal because we were lucky enough to have a flat tire and not find out when the brakes failed when we were attempting to stop. And I'm grateful I had a flat tire so that I could find out that we were misled about buying the car and the brakes were bad. And that's a whole other thing. So prevention, we're coming back to it recognizing ideal function so that you can see the little things before they become big things. Yeah, you, yeah, and you said an interesting thing, the final straw. Well, I mean, how blind do you have to be that you have to get to the final straw to begin with? I mean, let's face it, that final straw means that there were a lot of straws before that. Mm-hmm. And were you not aware of those pieces of straw before you got to the final one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you got to the final one, guess what? Final is an interesting word. Yes. I mean, it's good to get to the finals in some ways. <laughs> yes. And taking a final can be very stressful. But when you're using final in that, in that regard, it's a very, very late stage intervention. So what do you do to improve your awareness so that you don't wear out your body? So you don't find out that the coffin joint needs to be injected because you never rotated it and improved mobility on a daily basis. So it finally got so rigid that it became painful and inflamed. How how can you begin to notice what normal is so that you can become more aware of when it's slipping away? And, you know, our whole profession is really designed basically on increasing performance. It's about increasing functionality. And it's about uh, improving on the system not necessarily always being in the repair mode and waiting to that point where something needs to be repaired. If you, have, if you wait that long, that means you're, on, you're already in breakdown. Yeah, Whether learn to you, live with yeah, it is yeah. not a good life choice. Yeah. Make it better is a good life choice. Yeah, because you know what? Sometimes if you just let it go, it does seem like it gets better, but what happens is it just shows up somewhere else. Then you have a problem over here, and then that finally gets better, and then it shows up, and then you have end up with another issue over here, and that goes on for a few weeks. And then pretty soon, you don't realize it, but you're wearing out all those different parts of your body. Yes. I love when someone says, oh, I just have normal arthritis, or my normal headaches. Do you get headaches? Oh, just the usual ones. Wow. 
So let's start with that perspective, that awareness. No. There's a song by Spirit called It's Nature's Way of Telling You Something's Wrong. Symptoms are like flashing lights on your dashboard. Pay attention. You're about to experience a breakdown so we don't cover up the flashing light. We stop and go, how can I make this situation better? How can I, if I put air in my tire and two days later there's no air in the tire, why would I adopt the behavior as, well, let me just go to the gas station every other day and put air in the tire? Does that make sense? Or do I take that deeper look and go, hmm, let me get to someone who knows more about tires than I do, have them take a look and say, is it a valve? Is it a leak? Is it a nail? What is it so that you can do the best thing possible so that you have the healthiest ride possible? That makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, and, and how many times have you missed that you pull your saddle out and your horse's ears flatten before you even get the saddle on its back? Don't you think that maybe, just maybe, that horse is trying to go, hey, this saddle's not fitting anymore, and when you put it on my back, it hurts. And maybe they keep going for a while, but eventually they hit that point where they stop because the saddle hurts, and you haven't done anything about it. So that creates a problem in the withers, and the problem in the withers ends up with a problem in the shoulder, and the problem in the shoulder ends up with a problem in the fetlocker and the coffin joint. And ends up, you know, the horse has to compensate and it changes the way it moves. And all of a sudden it ends up with a suspensory. Why? Because you didn't think the saddle was a big deal. You know, it's interesting. And, and the same thing is true with harnesses. When you go to put your harness on their dog, if the dog bolts from the harness, it might be hitting them in the wrong place. It might be causing shoulder discomfort. It might be making them use their body wrong. Harnesses aren't bad, collars aren't bad. Nothing is bad if it fits correctly and the interaction with the animal tells you that this is acceptable in the routine. So increasing your awareness and looking for the cues. If you put your shoes on and it hurts, don't think you'll get used to them throw them away. <laughs> and I mean that seriously. Do not tell me they're only your barn shoes because they're not only your barn feet. So since the feet have to go with you for the rest of the day, you need to be nice to them all of the time. That's, you know who I'm talking to out there. There's a few of you listening. <laughs> I know that. The, the other piece to that is if you are training in pain, you are not training correctly. And that's with your dog, that's with your horse, and that's with yourself. If there's pain, there's compensations. You must, and I, I mean this 100% sincerely, you have to address the pain before you can improve anything. So one of the greatest ways of judging that you're wearing something out is listening to the screams inside your own head. And don't let them get so loud that you start screaming on the outside. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes sometimes stoic isn't the best thing. No. And any more than hysterical is the best thing. Awareness and dealing with it immediately. You know, it's, it's like, I, I'm sure most of us out there have had a rock in the shoe and say, oh, I'll take it later, I'm just going to get where I'm going. 
and then you have a blister, and then you have to deal with that because you allowed the input that said make a change to go undealt with. Um, and the same thing with you know watching TV and you're leaning on your arm and your hand goes to sleep and you think, oh, I'll move it later. And then you can't because it's you know completely numb. So what we're saying is wearing out comes with a lot, a lot of alarm systems that it's important to begin to pay attention to. Check in with yourself. How do you feel? Check in with your horse. How is it feeling when you brush it? What are you noticing? Can you read the cues? Check in with your dog. Is the behavior consistent or is there something going on that's different? That means you have to do something differently to adapt to it. Self-care comes down to self-care. When do you take care of yourself? And, and I, I know I've had many issues with this myself in the past, not taking care of myself first, taking care of others first. Everyone else comes before me. And you know what? That will only work for so long because when you wear your body out, where are you going to live? You know, as they say in the airplane, put your mask on first before attempting to help others. You have to be healthy enough to make a difference in the life of those around you. So for myself and Dave, we wish you a day of awareness, of healthy healing, and the ability to enjoy your body rather than wear it out. Plan your own self-care. Take care of you. No one else will. Well, sure we will. (laughs) We'll take care of you. We hope many people are out to help you through this journey and have a spectacular day.